Oh, yeah, microphone checker. Shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the one and only, the one and only Tristan Walker. We're live in A3C. We're at Atlanta in the festival enjoying ourselves. A-King, Benson, we were out there. And listen, you know, it was special to be able to sit down with Tristan. He just got acquired recently by Procter & Gamble. And this dude has really been, uh, you know, opening up so many doors for people Changed the way we look at grooming products. And what really hit me is when he spoke about his son and going down the aisle in Target and being able to look at a product. That was what was special to me. I mean, a a really smart dude, a really inspiring dude. And if you never checked it out, listen, check it out. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's what the Premium Pete Show is about. It's a library. So many, you know, you never know who's going to be on the show. It could be the founder of Venmo. It could be Gary V. You know, it could be Styles P. You know, you never know who it could be. It could be Black Moon. It could be Ed Lover. It could be Pistol Pete. You never know. But listen, I say this. It could be, wait, Diamond D. It could be Law Finesse. It could be Joseph Sakura. It could be Just Blaze. You never know. So I always say, listen, tell a friend to tell a friend. Okay? And while you're at it, open up your Twitter app. Open up your Instagram app. At Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. I love when internets tweet me or put on IG or send me an email at you can email okay, wait, wait, hold on. The premium show at gmail.com. Again, that's the premium show at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know what you listen to. Let me know what you got going on. I always tell people to further the podcast space, you gotta let people know what you got going on. Okay? So if you got some advice or you or or, or, or you want, you know, you want to all my separated dads out there, I want us to be a better community. Feel free. Shoot me an email, okay? But at the same time, make sure you check in and let me know what you're listening to. Let me know what episodes you listen to, what episodes you fuck with, and let me know where you listen. <clears throat> Damn. So much winter time about to get a, <clears throat> a cough. Hold on. Anyway, internets, check in with me. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what you're listening to. Now, we're going to continue the realm of being at A3C. Shouts to A3C for bringing us down there. Um... You know, we're at A3C in Atlanta, and we also sat down with our brother, we our brother Raymond Santana, okay? From now, we call it the Exonerated Five, okay? It used to be called the Central Park Five, but Oprah said, nah, now you considered the Exonerated Five. And let me tell you, it's the return of uh, uh, Raymond Santana. I've sat down with him before. If you want to find out his, you know, how everything went down, check out that episode. The return of Raymond Santana, we really just catch up on how even, like, Ava was able to, like, do this docuseries that's on Netflix, uh, how Oprah smells. Yeah, I asked him how he smells, how she smells. And and really just catch up with a dude who, uh, you know, again, the story, and I remember Shasta Combat, how powerful it was, and he wanted to tell this story about what they went through. Internets, the Central Park Five is a crazy, crazy story. When they see us on Netflix, um, was seen all over the world. You know, it's just it, it, it's just real special. So, without further ado, I told you, make sure you uh, go to Apple, rate rate us, leave a comment, drop a comment, tell a friend to tell a friend, share a link, go to Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, but we're also on YouTube. Got full full episodes up there, clips, a bunch of them. Go check the Premium Pete Show and subscribe. Internets, okay? I now present to you the return of Raymond Santana on the Premium Pete Show.
Let's get to it. Cheers. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show. All right, we live, Premium Pete Show, A3C. I had to reach out to the one and only, my brother, a long time. Uh, actually, you've been on the show. You know what's so funny? <laughs> we live in a world today where so many people will probably be like, oh, he has Raymond Santana on now. No, we've been had Raymond Santana on all the way when you think back to the days of the Combat Jack show. Mm-hmm. I remember when he wanted to tell the story. And it's crazy. And, and you know, we won't spend a lot of time. Uh, we sat down before and there's interviews of, of, of your history and growing up and, yeah. and everything. But when you think back of uh, there was already a documentary out that I actually really liked. And, I'm you know, we, uh, what's his name? Kenny Burns? Ken Burns. Ken Burns. And I remember when that came out, I was showing people about the Central Park Five and how they, uh, you know, put that that documentary out. Mm -hmm. It's crazy for people who see when they see us, and we'll get to that, that some of them probably didn't even know that that documentary was out. That's true. And the crazy thing is you even got a second chance, I feel like, to, and this is what blows my mind, I want you to explain to to the people, is that I I need help pronouncing her last name. I'm a name butcher, but Ava. Or DuVernay. DuVernay. Yeah. You... Literally put something on Twitter. Yeah, like she was like, "Yo, what should I do my next? You know, what should I do my next film as?" And Raymond Santana wrote Central Park Five. Yeah, like tell the story. Now what? Now, so so here, what made you do that? Being that you already had a documentary, what's the thoughts that they can make one that was better? Like you know what I mean? What went through your mind? Um, basically, um, you know when we got the doc, you know, um. The doc was able to give us back our voices, right, and give us that platform that we can reach out and we can start to um, stand on our own, right? And, and it became the process. It be started, started the process of us fighting the system back. And so, you know, when 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 you fight against a system that's so big and and, and it's so complex, and you got to figure out different methods of how you can win each battle. And so, for me, that was the progression. Like here was this doc was running this course; it was doing well, but we still need another medium to continuously keep the battle, keep the pressure on the system um, and on the city. And so I went to go see Selma one day, and I was at the time I was married, so I was watching Selma with my ex-wife, and um, I seen the scene of Dr. King when Loretta's confronted him about the women in his life. And at that moment, I'm watching the scene, and I'm like, who has the nerve to put this in the film, right? Dr. King is an icon. He's, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's an idol. We idolize this man. And I was just like, for a person to put this scene in here, which showed that he was also a human being, mm. right? And and I said, this person is not afraid to tell the truth. And that's how I started with researching Ava DuVernay. And I started seeing the other films that she had and stuff like that. And so I followed on Twitter first. And she followed me back. And I was like, okay, this this is how <laughs> gonna, this is how this is going to be the start right here. Shoot my shot. Yeah. And so it, it, that's what exactly what happened. It came a point that I just was like, you know what? I just got to shoot my shot. And, and I shot the tweet out, and she retweeted it at first. And so when she retweeted it, I was like, oh, I'm in there now. Like, this is, this is, it's going to happen. 
And then she slid in my DM and she sent me a message and she was just like, well, who has the rights to your film? And I said, nobody. We're waiting on you. And so she said, okay, well, I'll be up in New York in about a month. Can we have dinner? And I was like, yeah. But I knew at that moment I had it. And so. So why, why do you say that? Because the interest. I knew that the interest of the story um, was going to pull because we just came off this dock. And the doc was pretty big. Um, but now it was time to take it to the next level, which would have been a feature film. And she was the perfect person to tell the story. And so we we um we sat down for dinner. And it's at that moment. Just you and her? Just me and her. And it's at that moment that I just, I put everything on the table. You know, and I said, this is the moment that she has to walk away from this table saying that she's doing this film. And um, at the end of the conversation, her her... her Last question was, well, can I meet some of the other fellas? And I was like, yeah, this is it. This is it right here. So I knew I had it. How do you, now how do you go back and translate it to the other five, you know, uh, meaning other four, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, I mean, it was the same process as has I done it before, you know, with the doc. Um, so I, I call each person individually and say, listen, this is the person who I've been talking to, and I think this is the perfect person that could tell our story. And if you know her work, then you understand where I'm coming from. If you don't, then go back and look at some of her work, and then you can see the connection as where I'm going with it. And I told the guys, I said, you know, at the end of the day, this is about preserving the legacy. You know what I'm saying? And so it just can't, you just can't give this project to anybody because there were several people who asked to do the film, and I wanted this, um, I wanted whoever's going to handle this to be serious. Right. This this is this is like cold red, you know, cold orange, like all hands on deck. This is a serious topic. And and, and it was time for us to tell our narrative and we just can't get at to anybody. You know, it's crazy because when I think about it, the, the doc was so inspiring. The first one. Yeah. And even your story, you know, obviously being part of the Central Park Five, now the exonerated five, you know, and thinking about how many people I go. That's crazy that they did time for a crime that they didn't commit, you know? It, it, I mean, it was that, uh, again, like I said, the Ken Burns document to me was very special. Then all of a sudden, like I said, Ava gets together with you and come out with When They See Us. It's amazing to me of how the world, like, then re-back opened yeah. to you. I mean, it's yeah. like you become where people uh, care for the subject, care for the story. Oprah Winfrey uh, uh, interviewed you yeah. and put it on her, her uh, you know, channels. Yeah. I mean, people are excited to take pictures with you. It's like your life kind of like changed again. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's next level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. Is, is it something that you imagine that could happen? If they no, happen? no. I mean, if you would have told me that this is where we would be right now in 2019, I probably would have laughed um, because I couldn't see that far. Um, and, but But I knew that the motivation was that we had to fight the system, and the system was not trying to apologize. It wasn't trying to settle no money with us. It wasn't even trying to acknowledge that we were innocent. And so every day I wake up figuring out how can we win, how can we win. So this was just another step. You know, a lot of people uh, speak about Trump and him not wanting to apologize. That shit actually made it to him. You know what I mean? That's how powerful social media is. Yeah. You think about it, like, you know, even even when they see us winning an Emmy, you know, that was through social media. That You know, that's a, a big key for people to take away that are listening is that, like, you you know, people shoot their shot every day. Some some hit the rim. You know what I mean? Some some hit the backboard. Some don't even make it. But real talk, like, if you know how to move and you have the right backings or, 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 or you know, 
support to your shot. It's crazy to me what social media could do. You know, I again, I remember. Let's go back. I say this all the time. Even you know, shots to A King, but. And, you know, you think about, like, the Combat Jack show. I remember when we didn't have a studio to tape out of and because they were doing work on PNC and, and, and Combat threw out a tweet. And yeah. this fucking uh, Fuckyberg was a great guy, you know, now at the time, but it was Chris Morrow who, who was like, yo, I got a spot, you know, da 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 And, like, I always say, like, there could have been a possibility where maybe we didn't tape for a while. Maybe we did take a break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was so scared that that three months, or I'm sorry, that one month that they said could have turned into three, four months. So it is amazing to me how social media, like, literally, like, it's weird. It got you, an, like, an, an Emmy for when they see us. Literally got you, like, <laughs> to meet Oprah. You never met Oprah no, before? No, I mean, I mean, it's the, Oprah's the reason why we call the Exonerated Five now. Yeah, explain you that know? to the people. It, it's just like Oprah, Oprah, you know, the, the Central Park Five is, is a title that came from Senator Bill Perkins, right? You know, they do these things where incidents happen and they just give you this name with the, with the number attached to it. And so we had embraced that name, but also the media had a hold of that name also. So they would put that negative aspect to it, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, Oprah knew about that. And so now when we get to see her and we get to sit down and talk to her, I mean, Oprah just pulls out her wand and she's like, you know, her, you know, her wand or her sword. And she's like, from this moment forward, you guys will never be known as the Central Part 5 ever again. From this moment forward, you'll be known as the Exonerated 5. And it's just like, just like that. As soon as she said it, it is what it is. Mm. And now people, you know, people can sit there and say, oh, the Central Part 5. And somebody in the crowd would stop and say, no, no, no. That's the Exonerated 5. Did you give her a hug when you seen her? Um, yeah. yeah she, I smelled, mean, she smelled good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, you know, that's Oprah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's and no, no, I'm just wondering, sure. I'm you know. Sure, yeah. I'm just wondering. Respect, respect. Uh, no, definitely. But the funny thing was that when I first met her, the first thing she told me was she said, Hey, I was sitting at a table and she came over and she was like, Raymond, um, where's my shirt? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I got your shirt. I brought it with me. That was the first thing she asked about. And so I knew I was like, Wow. My shirt popping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's another thing, too. So for those who may not know, but you always had a big love for streetwear. Started yeah. your own brand called Park Madison NYC. Yeah. Right? Um, came up with a couple of designs. Dope. I love the angels, the the, the wings. And it, it, there's always been some dope stuff. But I feel like even, even, even when you started moving along with when they see us, you know, you think about that. When they that that propelled your clothing brand. Oh, definitely. How many 100%. orders are you doing? Diamond D, what up, baby? Oh, diamond in the building. <laughs> you know, when 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 you when you did that, how how did I do to your clothing brand? You know, um, when I first designed, because I first designed this T-shirt, right, which is real simple, but it's effective. And I I was in L.A. with Ava, and I showed it to her, and she said, "Oh, that's your winner right there." And so she said, well, how many shirts you printed up? And I said, a thousand. And she said, that's not enough. You need to print at least 5,000 shirts. And I was literally like, hey, you bugging. I'm not printing them no 5,000 shirts. Crazy. And then I got to sit on that product. And she was like, I'm telling you, print it up. And I said, no, I didn't listen. I come back to New York. I put it on the site. When they see us drops, the thousand shirts was gone in like two days. Mm. And so after that, we was playing catch up. Um, and literally, like, my shirt is now, you know, South Africa, Brazil, um, Amsterdam, London. I mean, it's, just, it's global now. 
the shirt itself. And and for now, and, and then, you know, there was a bunch of bootlegs that came out of my shirt. And we wound up shutting down like maybe 50 companies that were trying to bootleg my shirt. Um, shout out to Asia. That's my attorney. And so, um, and so what we started doing was we started saying, you know, if it doesn't say Park and Madison on the sleeve, then you got a bootleg shirt. And even that has taken a life of its own. So if you're wearing my shirt in the street and somebody stops you, they're going to look at the sleeve to see if it's real. That's classic, man. <laughs> did you know, did you know that, like, was Netflix the only people to take the, the you know, when they see us? No, it was a bidding war in the beginning. Netflix was the one who came in and just shut everybody down. Because mm. um, it was several, it was several companies that were in the running to try to have us come to the, to their station, and Netflix just came in and was like, "Nope, whatever you need, Ava, that's it. We ain't got to talk no more." It, it's crazy because they have it's it's four parts, right? Yeah. And I remember when I just started to watch it. There's a lot of people I know speakers, a lot of people that said they couldn't watch it yet. You know, I'm not sure how people feel who are listening, but there was people who could. You know, you have to get. You have to get up to being being able to watch it. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, it, it's tough to watch what happened to you guys and how, and how that happened so many years ago. But I remember, like, I was like, the four parts was cool, but it had me so interested and interested to move to the next one. So I was like, kind of like, I just was like, damn, I wish this was just one <laughs> because now it's like I'm going to the next one. But I was like, okay, I guess they got me because yeah. it had me like, you know, really addicted to what was going to happen next. And the crazy thing is. The actors that played in that when they see us, to me, I'm being honest with you, uh, uh, impressed the shit out of me because, all right, they made. I knew they were going to make when they see us. You know, I hit you. You know, I remember you know, with De Niro and all this yeah. other stuff when you were saying, "No, they're going to make this thing," and I don't know who they got. It's not like they started casting tremendous big people, so you don't know what it could be. You know, it could be a lot of people you don't know of. Yeah. And it was that. And the crazy thing is the acting was insane. By the kids, especially, even what's his name that you were in Temple? Oh, Jarrell. Jarrell Jarrell. I mean, that, that kid uh, is like a ladies' man now. But the, yeah. one at me, you know, he's one from the Emmy. Bronx, man. Shouts yeah. to BX, man. Yeah, Dominican. Yeah, you know. Youngest it, kid to ever win an Emmy. Really? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I saw him in Temple, I was like, where's the Emmy? You didn't bring it? Like, if that was me, that would have traveled yeah, me for the yeah. next two weeks. You'd be drinking. It would have been sitting right here on the table right now. Drink would be drinking Henny out of that. Yeah. <laughs> for real. I, I mean, you, you know, know, but it's... but It, 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 it would have had a social media page and everything. <laughs> even even the kid who played, what way, even the way when they the, the they made, like, the necklace hit him, but he really was the uh, walkie-talkie. Yeah. Um, I mean, that kid played a tremendous Oh, yeah. Part. Ashanti Black, who plays Kevin Richardson in the series, you know, we're sitting at the table reading, and this kid, they do this scene... Um, with him and Kylie, who plays who plays Angie Rich- Richardson, and they go back and forth in this scene. And when you when 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 they finish, and you look up, everybody's crying in, in, in at the table read. And it was this young actor who really put everybody on notice. He put everybody on call. You got to bring your A game from the door at from the table reading. He brought his A game, and, and that set the tone. You know, especially when they think about Corey's part and and Jarrell who played that. You know, I mean, for anybody who's seen it, I mean, that was groundbreaking. You know, what I mean, the, the 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 him being in the box, him getting beat up, him him getting sick. and it's crazy because when I just want people who, especially who haven't been away, and especially imagine being innocent, to think about like people know you're coming into a jail and that you're a rapist, but when you're not. So, but they don't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're like, yo, we don't get yeah. these. Oh, yeah, rapists? Especially CEOs. Yeah. You know, and and, and it's, it, the part he played was, like, I was like, wow, this kid's fucking incredible. No, definitely. I mean, you look at Corey's story and what you get in, in episode four is a fraction. 
yeah. of what you actually went through. Yeah. You know? One thing I really admire about you guys, too, is, like, the family that you become. Especially, I'm sure, obviously, there's money involved. Sometimes when there's money involved, sometimes things go south, too, because they yeah. may be like, you're, you may be getting more, or this one may be getting more. But it's like, you know... The 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 bond, you know. I remember when it, you know, seeing this kid Jarrell win the Emmy and and seeing you guys just yeah. sit there it was like, I was proud for you. And I look, at, <laughs> and I know the world was too. No, definitely. I mean, here we was, we was losing every category. Yeah. And we was like, oh my god, can we at least get one? And it was Jarrell, so it was worth it. I really thought um, we was gonna win for uh, best limited series. Yeah. You know, but when we lost that, it was like, oh, I think we done here. And um, and then Jarrell came through and he brought it home. So we was happy about that. You know, it's another part that the kid who played you, what's his name? Oh, the younger one or the older one? The older one. Oh, Freddie. You know, when I seen that part, I remember how much that, that, that fucked with me because I was like, this was a crazy thing. Imagine, and again, it's kind of what I put into the jail sense, but you came home from jail for a crime that you didn't commit. They got a, you know, the, uh, uh, what's his name? Um. Why am I, uh, Ray, uh, not, not, uh, what's his name, uh, um, who confessed? Oh, Reyes. Reyes, Reyes. And Reyes confesses, you come home, and your father, and he has a girlfriend, right? Didn't yeah, you, right? Yeah. But you're living in the house, and I remember, like, when the girlfriend was like, fuck out of it with this rapist in our house. Yeah, you were yeah. raped, like, shut up, don't say nothing to yeah. him. And, and the crazy, again, it, it's just crazy to me that a 15-year-old kid being in Central Park gets caught up and literally... I spoke about this, gets your life taken away from you. Yeah. You know, and innocent could have been a chance that you, 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 you could have not been here today. Yeah, definitely. And Reyes, which, yo, know, has anybody you ever sent this kid a kite and thanked him? Not that I know of. I mean, man. <laughs> I mean, Corey, I mean, Corey acknowledges him. Yeah. You know, Corey acknowledges him as his, as his angel because, you know, when, when, when you living in hell and somebody finally just stops it for you, you know, it's a it's a breath of fresh air, and so for Corey, you know, Reyes holds a lot of weight in his life. Yeah, you know, it's it's something he didn't have to do. It's something he didn't have to do. You know, and and that day, and, and again for people listening, you know, we we done episodes with Raymond, so there's a, a deeper, you know, of of his history and growing up. But again, just so people know, that moment when you, where were you when you got the call that you were going to go home? Um, I was in. Downstate Correctional Facility. I was I was back in prison on an unrelated drug charge, and um, and I was down in Franklin Correctional Facility because they had brought me down to ask me about Reyes, but I didn't know who he was, and and I, I wound up calling my father, and it's my father who breaks the story to me, and tells me um Reyes came forward and he confessed, and um he's like you know you're gonna be going home soon, but I was so institutionalized by that point, I didn't believe him. So I just hung up on him, you know, and and it was just and, and then it wasn't until afterwards later on, I started to really think about it like, damn, did this dude really confess? But this case was so big that I figured that um, the DA's office would try to make him the sixth man and sweep it under the rug. Sure. Say all you did. Yeah. And so my my mind was just was just looking at that like this is what they're going to do. So. We're not really going to go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And so even my attorneys, um, shout out to Michael and, and Roger, um, they would always be like, well, we're going to get you home before Christmas. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And it wasn't until I actually walked into that criminal courtroom as when they was like, we told you we're going to get you home. And I was like, wow. Internet, this episode is sponsored by the good folks at Bevel. 
Let me tell you something. Shouts to Tristan Walker. We just had him on a couple of episodes ago. Go check that episode out. Learn about the journey, how he how he created Bevel, how he listen. The guy is an inspiration, okay? I'm proud to call him a friend. He has changed the way we look at grooming products, okay? If you never heard of Bevel before, I want to stop what you're doing. Stop. Go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete and check out what they have. Holiday time is coming around. Their trimmer is insane. Their shaver is next level. The grooming products are a must-have. Go to getbevel.com forward slash P-E-T-E. Punch in that promo code, okay, and save yourself some money. Level up, okay? And and, and a lot of people be hitting me like, yo, Premium Pete, man, I love all the content you've been putting out over the years. Like, yo, is there any way I could support you, okay? Well, when we have a sponsor like Bevel, go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete and show your love. I really appreciate if you do that. Internets, I mess with Bevel. This is not just an ad. These are people that's been supporting us since the Combat Jack Show days, okay? Rest in peace to my brother Combat. He he supported Bevel like no other, okay? And it's only right I'm going to continue to let you know about this product, okay? Because I believe in it. Internets, one more time. Love is love. Go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete and check out what they got going on. Told you it's the holiday season. Cop something. Tell them Premium Pete Show sent you. Now let's get back to the show. Cheer. You know, you like like I was saying, you had a lot of your childhood taken away from you. Uh, New York City kid, yep. you know. And then people look at you now, they see like this, like, you know, Oprah and Ava did a show. You get what guys want an Emmy. You know, you, you got the Benz now. You got the fucking watch blinging. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and, and we come, and New York City, you know, uh, um, and, and, and my brother Diamond D could uh, uh, contest to this is, you know, we always look good, you know? Motherfuckers will come out looking good, you know, fresh. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean you, you're good. You That's know right. what I mean? Like, you've been through a lot. You know, do you, still, do you see a therapist or you ever, like, go through things where you feel like, you know, because you've been away. You know, I remember I did some time. You know, sometimes it could fuck with you. you definitely. I mean? Definitely. I mean, I don't see a therapist, um, but there's not a second that goes by that I don't think about the case and what happened um and i think that's why i pour so much into um into victory into redemption because every time i do it it's it's another win it's part of the healing process um and i know that we still have long ways to go before we fully fully heal and so every time we do something like a, a series or a book or something it, it contributes to that every time we talk to a, a group of students it helps with the healing process yeah. You know, you think about what Corey went through, you yeah. know, and and even looking at him today. You know what I mean? He, I, I love how I love how he reps his Jordan outfits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he needs he, a deal. Yeah. He does. They should give him his own shoe. They should. He, he needs his own shoe. You know, people feel for dude. He he was the oldest out of the Central yeah. Park five at that time. That is now the exonerated five. Yeah. And so he wound up doing the, you know, the most time. Yeah. 14 years. Yeah. Um. You know, you and then the other guys, Yusuf, uh, um, Kevin, yeah, and Antron. and Antron did what about seven? Yeah, about seven years. You know, you, you, you ever think back and say to yourself, you know, and, and and feel like, yo, I was at here at one point in time, and now, like, you know how to celebrate your you, you know your success because it's not easy. A lot of people no. don't know how to do that shit. No. You know, you, you you think about it. There was a point in time where you think nobody cared. Definitely. And then now it's like you you literally can't go. You know, we're at A three C. 
we go walk the floor. I promise you, people are going to see you and, and, and show love. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. But did, did you ever get a chance to embrace those moments? I mean, I know you bought some things, but meaning personally, how you feel? No, I mean, because it's like when you go through this whole process of fighting against the system and there's always full steam ahead, you never really get to enjoy, you know, the victories. And I think that because even now, as we got when they see us, 16 Emmy nominations, Jarrell Williams won. In my mind, I'm still thinking about what's the next step. What do we do next, right? Because I always said that it took them two and a half years to charge us, try us, convict us, and send us to prison. But now they got to deal with us for the rest of their lives. And every morning that that person wakes up, Linda Fairstein, Elizabeth Lederer, all those numerous detectives, and they cut on that TV. They got to hear about it. They got to hear about it. You know, Fairstein took a lot of, that's what you got to love about social media. The same thing that gave uh, your second doc when they see us uh, uh, through <laughs> Ava. Social media has attacked her. Mm-hmm. She was on a book, uh, uh, she was a prosecutor of the case. She was on a book tour, um, shut down the book tour. Yeah. You know, has has anybody ever heard anything else from? Uh, no. As far as we know, she's somewhere in some rat hole and she's quiet. <laughs> you know, Um and that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, this woman, you know, she wrote 24 novels. I mean, she went on to prosecute numerous cases. She has these titles all across New York State, you know, as this prestigious person. I mean, Law & Order, some of those episodes, they, they were written based, based on her experiences. And so this person has flourished the most out of what happened to us. And when it all gets stripped away, it is what it is. You, you know, this is your bed. Now you have to you have to lay in it. Yeah, you know, and I'm just going to grab my popcorn, just eat, and just watch the show. God don't like ugly, at, you know. At, th- all, the, all the time, you know. There's a lot of people that have some, some not similar cases in the sense of rape, but have you know done a lot of time. You're starting to see that pop up now. Yeah, I've been seeing people who spent 20 years in jail for something they didn't commit. Now they're being released, or the state is giving them you know x amount of dollars, which is not a lot. Yeah, you know, it, it, it is it like. Is it something that you're really trying to do is, like, help other people get out or, or help, like, do some more activism? Because I know you speak in a lot of school. You, you're literally torn around speaking at schools and different places uh, about what you went through. But, you know, what, what, would, what would make you happy to do? Like, help other people? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, you know, we've always been partnered with the Innocence Project, right? And we're trying to get legislation passed to take away the immunity for prosecutors, right? Um, because they got to be held accountable for their actions, and then what we also do now with the whole speaking as far as going to colleges and high schools is that we're trying to play chess at this stage in our lives where we're trying to plant those seeds into our young so that somebody can come up with the idea of how we can defeat this, this system. Even if we're not alive to see it, we plant in it. And if, if it grows and it bears fruit then and, and it happens, I would like somebody to say, yeah, Ray helped me with that. I'll take it. <laughs> What's the wildest thing? You know, you, you went from down and out to uh, up and high, man. And finding a balance, uh, to me, I think is the most uh, important thing. But what's been the most, you know, crazy thing that bugged you out? Where you like? Because I know, obviously, you, you showed me the picture when you went with Robert De Niro. And I was yeah. like, this fucking guy's hanging out with Robert De Niro now. <laughs> Again, we asked before, you hug Oprah. You see how she smells. You said she smelled good. <laughs> 
but we what, got Diamond D in the building. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but what 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 uh what has really like surprised you, shocked you? Um, because you've done a lot. Look, you've yeah. been able to move down here to yeah. Atlanta. To move to Atlanta. N- nice home, you know. Be Beautiful. able to treat yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what what has really made you? Say to myself, like, you know, nothing will take away what happened, mm-hmm. but kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, listen, you know. Um, I mean, one, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of wow factors. One of them is like just the constant love that we receive all across the country, all across the world. Like when you think that, you know, Ava even told us, she said, you know, Netflix streams in 194 countries. And for me, I, I'm like, OK, you know, all right. But when you actually see the impact of, you know, how you get the tweets and people DM you and you can't even read the language, right? But you know it's positive because there's a fist raised, there's hearts on it. And so it's stuff like that. Like, you can see the reach of how far um, our story has gone. You know, that's, that's for me, that's a wow factor. Also, like I stated earlier with my T-shirt, to see, to see it travel and take a life of its own. And then you have other wow factors, you know, when Cardi B stops you. Hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, you're like, wow, Cardi B. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think another one for me was I was able to, that same time when I met Oprah, I sat in front of, um, I was sitting at a table, and it was Cicely Tyson, Gail King, mm. Oprah, Niecy Nash, Ava DuVernay. And mm. to see that, to see that that black excellence, you know, to see our women, and I was like, wow, this is a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to cherish these moments. Um, and they're here for you, right? They're here for me and the brothers. So stuff like that is, is, is wow. Yeah. yeah. And especially having a daughter, you know. I know that, yeah. uh, you know, having a daughter, teenage daughter, it's uh, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah, and it and, is. and I'm sure, like, it's funny because to, to, to have Cardi know who you are for your daughter at the time is special now, you know. That oh, yeah. may, may be more special for your daughter. Yeah. You know, (laughs) what has it been like with your daughter? You know, you missed some time in your life with, you know, and I remember, rest in peace to your mom. Your mom passed away when you were away. I was in prison, yeah. And, and, you know, what has been some things you've been able to do with your daughter to celebrate that family life? I see you always traveling with her. Yeah, I mean, me and her, like, our bond has become extremely close. And I think it's due to, um, you know, like the Cardis and... Lil Tay and you know we're sitting in front of them and she's like oh my god and I don't even know who Lil Tay is at the moment <laughs> and um but I think that that stuff has given me some type of credibility with my child right where she's like well my dad is a hero you know he's a celebrity and it has definitely gelled our relationship uh, uh, extremely uh, 100% you know like you know like she comes home and I don't even have to ask her how her day is like she literally would sit down and just tell me her whole day. And I just sit there and listen. And I don't I don't you know, the way I parent is I don't say I told you so, I don't do none of that. Um, but we just have these great conversations. And now, you know, she's fifteen, she's trying to learn how to drive. Um, you know, she's she's moving more into her independence, which is dope, right? My child goes downstairs, she cooks her own meals. I ain't gotta do it, you know. I'm like, this is nice, you know. <laughs> And um, but then she asks, us, you know, can I get a little brother or something? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, yeah. You're going too far. I can't. <laughs> At my age, a two year old, that that'll kill me. Yeah, you don't. I've pressed the restart yeah, button. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that shit is not easy. I got a twenty year old and a five year old. 
That shit is like night. <laughs> it's like night and day. So I, that's I, rough. I, but it's cool. My daughter's like, hey, dad, I need the, uh, your, a card to put on for my Uber account. And my son is like, you know, get, get me a dinosaur or some shit. So. <laughs> but it's a blessing, man. You know, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, no matter what you go through, family and friends that become family, and we're in a, you know, we're we're in a state of mind where you can meet people here at A three C. You can meet people through what you've been through. You can meet people social media where like they can become like family. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, I say that all the time. I always use that hashtag once my friends become family because I mean it. You know, it's like you don't have to. Family is important. It's the backbone of a lot of things. But friends and people that you associate with yourself no. can become that as well. Yeah. Uh, we're almost uh, out of time. I don't know if you want to take a question or two. Maybe I'll turn this mic around if somebody wants a question or two. Anybody want to ask a question? No, don't be shy. Don't be shy. I guess not. There you go. There you go. Last question. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Uh, <clears throat> I'm born and raised in Atlanta. I know a lot of folks moved to Atlanta from New York and all over the place. Why, why Atlanta? Um, I came to visit Atlanta. Right, because Antron lives out in Atlanta. He's been out here over 10 years, and I came to visit Atlanta, and it was like more bang for your buck. That was number one. That I was just like, wow, so you guys get this much house for this price? So to me, that was a no-brainer. And then also, it worked out perfectly for me because in the doc, I talk about how I was always in my dad's house, and I was in my room. My room was the size of a cell, and that's where I felt my solitude. And so now, me living in Atlanta, where I live at, um... My whole house feels like that. So now I change, I traded in my room for a bigger house. But the solitude, the peace and quiet, where I could just sit there and just think, can't put a price on that. You know, compared to New York City where you hear, hey, get out the street, gunshots, you know, all that. So I don't have to worry about that here. So it's good. Yeah, the suburbs. That's the only thing that stinks is I feel like people have been saying that you get a lot of bang for your buck in yeah. Atlanta for a long time. I feel like that could end soon because, because yeah. Because, you know, once somebody knows something, you know, and it's like, it's like, then it's all gone, you know? It's yeah. like, it, yeah. it, it, it happens and it becomes sad. It happens. Because even where I'm at now, it's starting to get busy, a lot of traffic. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I got to move again. <laughs> you know, might move further up. So, yeah, definitely. Hey, listen, man. Uh, it's always special when you get to sit down and hear from you. I think not only me, uh, but the world uh, is excited to be able to see people shine the light on you guys. Uh, for everything you've been through, you deserve a lifetime of, uh, you know, love and, and, and people to spread that, you know, positivity and, and also just acknowledge you guys, man. And it's crazy to me that, you know, when we did the episode of Combat years ago, yeah. watch everything unfold. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, 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 been, it's been beautiful to see for everybody involved, you know. And, and, you know, you can't ever get the time back, you know what I mean? But I think the time you spend now is, uh, is special, man. So, you know, I'm excited uh for that, I mean, one day hopefully uh, we'll get some of the people uh, that keep on not acknowledging that you guys are innocent, you yeah. know, to acknowledge it. Now we don't need them to, yeah, yeah. But but you know, but it'd be alright. But it would be alright. Yeah, it'd be alright. We'll uh, take it. You know, trumpedo. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think that's the thing. Like you know, that that's what keeps us going too. Like at the end of the day, it's easy when somebody acknowledges that they did they did wrong and they apologize, right? You got to give, you know, you got to say, all right, let's just move on. But when they constantly say you're guilty and they constantly say they did the best job possible, you know, it just keeps the fire 
Yeah, especially that he put, uh, you know, at the time, for people who may not know, Trump put out, a, a, you know, two, was it two or three? Uh, yep, 85, full, yep, full page. Full page ads, ads to uh, to get them the death sentence, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been proven and, you know, rays came through and it's still nothing. But uh, like I said, uh, the internet's love you, the world loves you, and uh, I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for being here. A3C. Raymond Santana, Premium Pichu. Thank you. Cheer. Cheer. <laughs> Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, I want you to email me at thepremiumpichu at gmail.com. Again, that email is thepremiumpichu at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. And listen, all my advertisers out there, all my big businesses, my small businesses, whoever, a friend, a store, you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show? Email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com, and let's get working, okay? Make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a comment on all streaming platforms and podcasts. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and we'll see you next episode. Cheers.